0: This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard.
1: Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world. According to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie will cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is
0: the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? Hey, man, uh, thank you to uh, Al Snow for stopping by last week. Yeah, uh, dude. That was a trip. Yeah. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, Al, shut up. Go back to the uh, green room. Hey, 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 easy, 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 easy. We, uh, we fixed the Wi-Fi. Al, we gave you everything you wanted.
1: <laughs> God. Here, hold on. Let me, let, me get, let me get near
0: the door here. Hold on. There we go. I'll leave him with that. There we go. Yeah. That, that'll keep him busy. That'll <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep, I'll keep you occupied.
1: That'll keep him happy. No, seriously. Yeah. Thank you, Al Snow. It was a pleasure to spend uh, episode 100 with you. Uh, we really appreciate your time. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I laughed so hard, dude. I think I pulled an, a muscle in my neck. So <laughs> I, I am still recuperating from that. Uh, but it today- That, would, that, that, that was a hint- at what a car ride with Alan Meany would be like. I would, you know. Dude, I would love to just, like, just be a fly on the wall for the two of you. Like, the next time you guys yeah. are together, like, I want to just, like, I'll buy the cheesesteaks if I could just sit and listen to the two of you bullshit for, like, an hour. <laughs> like, that was fucking great,
0: man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's the best. And, uh, like I said, you know, I, I don't think I'd be here without him because, you know, so many... uh there's so many wrestling schools. You hear horror stories of people giving their money over to a wrestling school and showing up and the, the rings has gone and they don't know where their money went or the the, the school. Uh, I made a trip to Lima, Ohio, on, on blind faith of a woman named Phil who I'd never met, you know, and showed up. And uh, thank God it turned out for the best. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know. It's really cool, man. It's really cool to see the, the dynamic between the two of you. It's just, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I was uh, happy to be the third wheel in that uh, that Oreo sandwich you guys had last week. Uh, don't forget to the go The Lucky re- Pierre. What's that? The lucky Pierre in an Al Snow Blue Meanie man sandwich. That's right. Man sandwich is correct. And at the top of the program, don't forget to use our new promo code MINDME for twenty percent off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. But today. Is a yes. special episode today. Today is a complete <laughs> and full Ask Meanie. So, Meanie, would you like to ask Meanie? I would love to.
0: Ask me something. I can't remember what regular air smells like.
1: And don't forget, every week. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say this at the top of the program too. I got I to gotta let you know, Meanie and I, uh, uh, the other day, I was talking to our engineer, uh, Carl Pinnell. Uh, and Carl <laughs> just cannot get over the farts that come out of Meanie when he listens and he records the show. Um, so he's actually taking a, a, one of Meanie's farts from one of the episodes that he, that he engineered for us. And he's going to use it as a, like a baseline in one of his beats because Carl does all kinds of fantastic beats. Um, he plays almost every instrument. And uh, he's going to use it for the bass line. And I thought Meanie was laughing so hard. I thought he peed himself. And I just, I can't wait to hear the kind of musical just accompaniment that comes along with a Blue Meanie fart. So Well, they
0: say beans, beans, the musical fruit. The more. Now it's literally. Uh, I think I might have recorded a new one. Oh, man. Here we go. We got breaking uh, but, news. It's, be- it's because. It's because of you. <laughs> I've uh, got a uh, fucking voice recorder in my phone. boy. Of course, this is going to make a liar out of me. Way to go, say, pal. Yeah. I'll let me turn the volume up. Turn up the volume, grandpa. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, hold on. Let's see. Bring it up to the phone. <laughs>
1: what is that? Oh, man. Good
0: God. It sounds like you sat on fireworks. Alexander Graham Bell is rolling over in his fucking grave bed. <laughs> his invention. Well, yeah. You put that on Al Gore's internet, sir. How dare yeah. you? <laughs> in the good name of Al Gore. How dare you, sir? Al
1: Gore's internet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: fucking. I just got charged extra for a bandwidth. <laughs> oh my god dude
1: holy shit well we asked you guys to ask me anything you'd like to this week so we are going to go through and ask some of the questions also shout out to the pod squad who's here with us again today we love you all so much if you want to watch us record this episode and get surprises like al snow coming out of the green room go to patreon.com slash mind of the meaning and join us today In the pod squad, lots of cool shit, lots of stuff to look forward to. So we're going to start in the pod squad today. I'm I'm excited. I I like doing these ask meanies, all ask meanies. These are a lot of fun here. So I'm going to start here. Vanessa Bello from the pod squad wants to know, what What are your thoughts on Cody and Brandy Rhodes leaving AEW?
0: Man, who saw that one coming on your uh, 2022 bingo card? Um, you know what, and this goes back to I mean, I wish I would have thought to talk to Al about this because there's a go on YouTube, look up Al Snow Talks About Cody Rhodes, and Al laid this out perfectly, you know, a couple of years ago, whenever this was filmed. Al said, You can always go back, yeah, no matter, yeah. The question was, Talk about Cody Rhodes leaving WWE, and Al said. You know, and Al had a hand in training Cody, and um, you know Al's like you know people sometimes people get afraid of you know leaving, but you know if business is right and done right, you can always go back. Vince will always take you back. And granted, I don't know if they're going back to WWE. I don't know what they're doing, but the fact that they left AEW, which nobody saw that coming. You know, because they, you know, they helped create AEW. AEW was, you know, born off this germ of idea of can an, an can an independent show draw over ten thousand people? And Cody and the Bucks and Omega, uh, you know, all did that on their, you know, on their own dime, or on uh, off their own, you know, hard work, and you know, all out. I'm confused. Is it all out? No, that was all
1: out. Uh, And then you know, was it was it all in the big pay per view they did? Right? Was that the very first one?
0: I think the first one was all out or no, all in. Yeah. Okay, you're right because then AEW took on the concept and made it all all in or all out Uh, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm out. Um, But yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought to see that coming? And you know, AEW is going to be fine. Uh, and that's no slight against Cody or Brandy but uh, you know you know because AEW, AEW has a good support system in place but you know that support system might not be in place if it had not been for you know Cody and the Bucks you know getting together and say hey let's let's make an alternative and the, a fine alternative they've made with AEW but uh, <clears throat> it goes to show that uh, you know hey Business, wrestling is a business. You know, first and foremost, you know, it is an art. You know, there, there is, pro wrestling is an art, but unfortunately there's this side where you have to talk money and all that stuff, which I hate. You know, like people go, oh, uh, you want to work for me? Sure. What do you ask for? Oh, man, just make me a fucking offer and let's work from there. You know, um, but, you know, it's, it's good for wrestling, Cody leaving AEW is good for wrestling because it creates excitement, um, and it, you can start fantasy booking. You know, there's a there's a good part, part where you know people are fantasy booking of like who's going to go to AEW. You know, and you know it seems like you know AEW's you know acquired so much great talent, but you know, in you do the fantasy booking, you know. But you know the last you know dream scenario was Punk and MJF, you know talk about you know mega promos, you know between those two. But uh, now Cody possibly going to, I mean, would I love to see Cody in WWE? Absolutely, it's WrestleMania season, right? But shit, I'd love to see Cody do something with the NWA, you know, with you know his father's legacy with holding that NWA belt. Yeah, he's been champion, you know, but, you know, a two-time, you know, NWA champion or whatever. Cody can, you know, the word, world is his oyster right now. Just, he can just do whatever he wants. Could he help Ring of Honor on the relaunch? Absolutely. Bring some, uh, you know, because everybody's like, oh, Ring of Honor's not coming back. But hey, Cody Rhodes shows up and, you know, on the relaunch, you know, that would be a huge boost for business. That would be good business, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, but, but you can start fantasy booking. You know, hey, Cody versus Miz or Cody versus Roman. You know, just uh, there's so many, you know, so many variables, and it's all very exciting, and the fans are going to be the winners. I mean, Cody's yeah. going to be a winner too because he's going, to, he's about to get paid. Yeah, but, dude. Yeah, man. Well, that's the thing now. That That's what's good about AEW. It creates an alternative where guys can ask for more money or, oh, you know what? There's this other thing I can go to. You know, and, you know, AEW's, you know, right there, neck and neck with, you know, in WWE as far as, you know, being able to pay people, you yeah. know. There, there, there was this uh, conversation on, um, on a... I listen to the sports talk radio all the time. 94 WIP. Shout out to Johnny Marks and Ike Reese. And they were talking about because the is coming back. And uh back in the day, the USFL was a, a legit threat to the NFL mm. because that USFL was run by a, a bunch of millionaires. And they were they were they were brazen. They were ballsy. They went into the NFL draft and drafted Reggie White, you know, uh, drafted Jim Kelly, uh, you know, they, they started, you know, plucking all these star, you know, football players that, you know, the NFL wanted, but they were able to pay them more to not go to the NFL, you know, and, you know. You know, in a lot of ways, you know, and the USFL had their own demise because you know they try, they went from being a spring league to trying to be in a winter league, and it, it, you know, they they self-destructed. But they they were a threat because they could afford to pay people to not go to NFL. Now AEW is given that option to afford to pay people, you know, to be an alternative to WWE. Yeah, and uh, you know that that's that's good business when you can you know give people an option. You know that's the worst thing that ha- happened to wrestling is when WCW went out of business. Agreed. Yeah, you know, agreed. And and, and Vince's admitted that Vince said, you know, one of his you know he I don't think I don't know if he said it publicly, but I know people who've heard him say this pri- privately. One of his biggest regrets was buying WCW because he limit he basically eliminated any competition. Yeah, but he wa- he wanted the tape library. So yeah, you got to you got to take you what know. you can what you can
1: get there. Um, I think one of the questions is a follow up to to Vanessa's question here about Cody. Um, there's been some talk. Uh, friend of the show Alfred Conover from Forbes.com uh, ran a piece the other day about um, you know basically saying like Tony Khan kind of learned a really hard lesson here about having handshake deals and maybe he shouldn't let MJF um, negotiate live on television with with the competition. Um, how do you feel about that? How does, how does that, you know, as far as like with your, with your business acumen and, and being in the industry, um, you know, do you think that Tony Khan learned a hard lesson about not having a contract with Tony, with Cody Rhodes? And if he does show up in WWE, what, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, I, I... I don't know. If, did he have a contract and did they expire? I don't know the details. So he had a contract. I,
1: he had a contract okay. and, it, and it
0: expired.
1: And so Cody, I okay. th- believe, if I recall from Alfred's report, was like he was on a two-month handshake agreement. So there wasn't anything actually signed. So Cody could have essentially shown up at any promotion at any time and, and not been in violation of any AEW contract. Um, but he didn't. They didn't renegotiate. I don't know. I I believe there, the conversation and the, obviously the rumored innuendo you have to sort of take with a grain of salt. But the conversation right. was that there was, com- you know, there was um, negotiation that was happening and this that and the other, and they just they couldn't come to terms on a new contract. So he ended up leaving. But again, if you believe the dirt sheets, they you know he had had issues with the Bucks and 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 Kenny Omega and some of the creative things that were happening there. So I, there's a, there's a lot of information, but as far as to Alfred's point, you know, do you think that Tony Khan learned, you know, if it like, you know, full disclosure inside baseball, we are recording this prior to um, the, the elimination chamber event in Saudi Arabia, which it is very possible that Cody Rhodes shows up at. Do you think that, you know, this would be a, a lesson to Tony Khan about something, you know, maybe getting people under contract faster? What do you think?
0: Well, it, it, it would be a lesson to learn when a contract is due. You know what I'm saying, right? Uh, a lot like uh, like baseball or football. Uh, right. Performers like to get their deals, you know, renewed before they go go into that contract year. You know, you always hear about. Oh, this quarterback's going into his contract year. This uh, pitcher's going into a contract year. This head coach is going to a contract year where you'd like to get, uh, you know, you know, renewed, extended, you know, so there isn't this question looming over you of how's he going to perform in his contract year or whatever. And sometimes you can overperform, and then. The owner's kind of screwed because now you got to overpay the guy to stay a little bit, or the you know the performer can underperform and kind of screws himself. Where they were like, "Well, you really didn't do too good in that contract year." And you know, Tony being a, an NFL owner owning the Jaguars, you know, I would hope he would know that you know you kind of kind of have to look into these contracts and go, "Hey, so and so's due." Let's try to get him at his market value now and extend them. Where if somebody's overperforming, okay, here's a little bit of extra cheese on your pizza, you know. Here's here's some extra sprinklings on your Sunday, you know. Here's a little uh, hair tussle. Here's a little attaboy. Good good job. Or hey man, you kind of shit the bed this year. Um, I'll, I'll still pay you the same, but you know and that's what's kind of surprising. Tony owns the NFL team where they deal with these contracts all the time. So, did he learn a lesson? Who knows. I hope I'm hoping, you know, uh Cody uh you know, it's a two you said two month handshake deal. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he uh honors that two months, you know.
1: Oh, it already happened. But,
0: oh, it did. It's well, already then happened, yeah. then play ball, you know. Yeah. Just uh fair game you know hopefully you you know he sits there and he you know weighs his options i'm thinking wwe yeah uh they need names for you know they, they <sighs> normally normally you you need a building big enough to support the event but now they have a a building so big they need people to you know draw people to so do it's you, like the reverse do you, you know? do you think that I mean, and and
1: I guess this is Adam from Downingtown asking, um, do you think that WrestleMania is going to be like a big wet fart this year? Like, I just, I don't know. It doesn't seem like they really have a clear picture yet. I don't know if it's going to be clearer after Elimination Chamber, but I don't know. I mean, besides Brock and Roman, there isn't really a clear build to anything. And we're getting kind of close. Usually they start building the stuff like immediately following Mania or uh, the Rumble rather.
0: Well, there's also the rumor that they're trying to talk Steve Austin into doing one ma- one more match, <laughs> uh, which you know Steve's been adamant about. Like, okay, I have one more match, and then what? You know, there's the there's the always and then what? You know, he, the way you know Steve retired was was pretty special. Yeah, I mean it was scary. You know, because he he was having neck issues and leading up to that match with the rock they weren't sure that he was able going to be able to go out there because he had to you know rush to the hospital like the day before you know but you know does he want to you know as the song goes leave the memories alone um, yeah, leave it to what it was or does he want to come back and if he does come back i mean the money matches with brock right know? right the question then becomes the, can he perform with Brock, right? Because he's... Well, that, out of every, everybody on that roster that he could perform with, I am 100% confident he could perform with Brock mm. just because of the formula to Brock's matches.
1: Right, you right. Know, Quick, you know, easy, uh, in and out, like a Goldberg style, you know? Lots of smashing, what he, yeah.
0: What What he does is, you know... You know, Brock's match, somebody gets hit with something big in the beginning and they're in, uh, automatically on the cell and, and working on their way back up. Whether it's Brock getting hit with the big thing or his opponent getting hit with the big thing. Mm. But you never know. And and the, the thing is, like, I mean, fuck. I once seen a match where he basically squashed Cena for uh, like 11 minutes with the, you know, the suplexes and stuff like that. Yeah. You never... Which was good business. Yeah. Because how often do you see that happen? It's the element of, okay, I've never seen that happen. You know, you don't want the, you know, the element of, okay, here comes the big boot. Here comes the leg drop. Here comes the finger. You know, Hogan must the, pose. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Hogan must pose. With Brock, you don't know where it's going to go. Fucking Goldberg just beat him in a couple minutes. And now, you know, Rock does good business because he know he understands it, you know. So Alf, anybody on that, and it, people are assuming it might be Kevin Owens good because Kevin Owens, you know, last week again, we're uh taping this, you know, uh, as a bonus episode, you know, because I'll be out of town next week. So that we did the as meanie. So if anything happens in the meantime and we're talking about something that, you know, go ahead and whatever, tweet but, it. Uh, go
1: tweet it at so says
0: Chernoff. Yeah, yeah, give him the shit. Uh, but you know, they're, they're, you know, apparently Kevin Owens was saying something about Texas. Uh, so I don't know if you're going to, he's going to keep talking about Texas and then you hear the broken glass. Maybe these are, these are just Easter eggs, you know, leading up to hopefully Steve coming back, or it might not lead, lead to nothing if, you know, Steve says nah. But, and this isn't a slight to Kevin Owens, but. Steve and Brock is the money match. Yeah. Or Steve Brock, Steve Brock was supposed to happen and you know, you know, that's when, you know, they wanted, you know, Brock and Austin to have a qualifying match for the King of the Ring on Monday Night Roll. And, and and Steve said, Hey, you you're just willing to give this match away for free right. on TV and not built to a pay per view. It's 20 years later, dude. This is the money match, that the dream match that you can only play in, in the 2K games. Yeah. You know, or happening in real life in Texas, Steve's home state. The only other thing I could think about that would draw, for me,
1: draw the nostalgia money would be Austin and Goldberg. Because Goldberg is saying, <laughs> Goldberg's contract is up. This is his last match in Saudi Arabia, according to what he's been saying. Um, yeah. I don't know though, man. I don't know. I feel like and Brock that, would be the right choice though to go back on that historical.
0: Brock's the right choice because he's still active, right?
1: Right. But for the purposes uh, of masking Steve's injury, though, right? Like his his um, uh, what's yeah, the word? Well, like, the, the, not deficiencies, but you don't know. You know what I'm trying to say, right? Like his, his he hasn't been in the ring in 20 years. You know Goldberg's basic, his entire premises go in. Spear, jackhammer, one, two, three, we're out. Everybody's happy, right? Like it's just it's a short, quick thing, and if that's what they're trying to get, if that's all they can get out of Steve Austin, then you know.
0: Well, Steve ain't coming back to get fucking spear to jackhammer. Well, no, no, no. Uh, but you understand you the, that, yeah. what I'm
1: trying to say, like the concept behind it, right? Like if the, if he is limited right. to a specific set, maybe
0: right. that's the way to go. But I don't know, man. I'm curious. No, nah, no. Nah, I mean, everybody. Back in the heyday, maybe, but right. not now, nah. No. It, it would have to be Brock. It would have to be, you know, you know, you, you got to fill a stadium too. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, and it's not like Brock or Steve are doing the Mar- Milenko Guerrero Classic where they're doing hold counter hold. It's punch and throw you through some through some shit. You know, swinging some fucking chairs, swinging some you know beers and stuff like that. Well, and pe- so, people
1: I mean, also have to be understanding and realistic about the limitations, right? Like they have to be understanding, like it's not going to be a fucking 12-star match at the Tokyo Dome, right? We're talking about a guy who hasn't been in the ring for 20 years going up against a guy who literally just breaks people, right? Like be understanding and realistic of what we're getting here and just be glad that this is even happening at all, you know? Like
0: just fucking be happy. Well, well that's the thing, you know, uh, You know, Brock is still wrestling and-, and uh, Steve is still in phenomenal shape. Yeah, you watch uh, you. You watch Steve do the uh, Stone Cold sessions as he's asking the question. You can see the vein bulging out of his biceps. You know, Jesus. <laughs> you know, Mac Hardona's like to say uh, he's always ready, he, always ready. But Steve looks always ready as well. You know, just uh, he's he's jacked. He, and I've seen Steve work out in the gym. And it's like Jesus Christ, man. You know, his warm up is my complete workout. Thank you know, god. just uh god damn. But uh yeah, it, as far as money matches, that's the money match. That yeah. that's gotta be the money. And no, if it's Kevin Owen, fine, cool, because Kevin's been doing the stunner and stuff like that. But dream match, money match, Austin Brock. Speaking of Austin,
1: Hoover had asked. I was an attitude era fan, but I can't remember. Were you ever the recipient of a stone cold stunner or a rock bottom? Any good stories with interacting with either Austin or rock, or were the metaphorical seniors not mingling with the freshmen also thank you for representing my body size on television
0: <laughs> uh Unfortunately, I never received a stunner or a uh you know rock bottom but uh rock and Austin were awesome uh you would never know they had they were of their stature because, you know, they they were one of the boys. They were just hanging out, you know. Uh, You know, especially, I mean, Steve was familiar with me from ECW, you know. Uh, And he was just like a a good, good, you know, like I say, you know, Austin and Rock are good brothers, you know. They're good guys, you know. Uh, Steve would always, you know, you know, we'd always talk about like metal, talk about music, stuff like that. And he'd always be around. He he wouldn't be hidden away. He'd be out there amongst the boys. You know, uh, one of my favorite thing is like he would be standing or talking to somebody, and uh, him and Dilo had this thing. Dilo Brown would walk over and nuzzle his chin on Steve's shoulder, like like yeah, you know, uh, and like Steve would like give him the side eye look and like hmm <laughs> and, and and then out of nowhere you know do, they do a mock stunner in the hallway oh that's great to the point where it became like more and more elaborate yeah you know they would figure out you know the, you know it just you know you know deal with a, a shift from the left shoulder to the right shoulder back to the left and just you know and then Steve would go ah boom you know you know that that they were the, that was you know Steve you know The Rock always approachable, always talking. Like I said, you know, fucking we were in, you know, not to toot my own horn, but, you know, it's not every day you get to pitch an idea to The Rock and he uses it on fucking raw. I want to say it was either the Cincinnati Gardens. I think it was the Cincinnati Gardens. It's one of the buildings with the gardens because there's Cincinnati Gardens, Louisville Gardens, but I would say Cincinnati Gardens. And we were they they have a television locker room, which... They film all the fucking you know stuff, but they also had the monitors there. You could watch the the live feed. You could watch the what the you know, the truck is seeing. You know, mm-hmm. you can hear like the the interaction between the announcers on you know in commercial breaks and shit like that. But I'm sitting in there. Rock is in there. Rock is in there, and Venturso was in there, and uh, Rock was doing something with Kane. And Kane had the voice box, you know. Oh like yeah, Kane. yeah. And, yeah. and I, you know the popular at, at the time, Dennis Leary had the the no cure for cancer um, CD, which is basically him doing Bill Hicks's real hits because Dennis Leary's isn't a funny human being. Uh, you know, he stole all his jokes from Bill Hicks. Uh, I just had to get that in there. Yeah, um, I was gonna say I was making sure you were gonna you were gonna bring that in. So, YouTube it. Uh, Bill Hicks versus Dennis Leary and you see Bill Hicks' joke and then you see Dennis Leary do the exact same joke except he does a whole hour of Bill Hicks jokes. Anyway, he did this bit where, um, you know, he's like, imagine, you know, going you know, somebody with a voice box going through uh, the McDonald's drive-thru. Hi, I like a cheeseburger. Uh, what are you making fun of me? No, I'm not making fun of you. you making fun of me. So I said, you know, the rock, I was like, why don't you go out there and go, you know, do the fake voice box go, my name is Kane, I'm a Rudy Pooh, and he has... <laughs> and he popped, he kind of like, you know, pop. and I look up at Russo, and Russo's chewing on his gum, you know, going, he giving the head nod, like, yeah, that's a good idea. Fucking lo and behold, he went out there, and he fucking did it. Wow. And he didn't have to do that, you know, just, you know... My one claim to fame, you know, the the rock did one of my, you know, behind the scenes, you know, rock did an idea I gave him for a fucking promo. Oh, that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, rock in Austin, fucking amazing. I had this, um, inside joke I used to do, you know, after a show, you know, we'd go out to a like a long, like a, like a, was it Longhorn Steakhouse or whatever, whatever eating establishment. I was bored. And you try and figure out fun things to do on the road. So I started doing this thing where I would get name tags from that restaurant, but to say Meanie, (laughs) you know, hey, I'm a professional wrestler. I'm just in town. I have this thing I do. I've been traveling. I get name tags with my wrestling name on it from the establishment. So I would show up the next day at the building with a name tag, you know, long, you know, Pizza Hut. It says Meanie. Sorry, guys. Working late over at Pizza Hut, and the boys would pop. So we're over in England. It was the tour after WrestleMania 15, and uh, there was a Pizza Hut there. And I guess me and Al went there. And for whatever reason, I didn't get the name tag, but like I showed up to the building, and Rock goes, Meanie, I was at the fucking pizza. I almost got you a name tag, but sorry, (laughs) I forgot. And I was like, what <laughs> excuse me he's like yeah I, I, I was over there I was I was thinking about getting name tagging and it slipped my mind and I was like that's fucking awesome but uh, <laughs> dude I love I love Steve Austin uh, we text every now and then you know holidays and stuff like that or we talk about metal or whatever you know. and uh, you know The Rock's been kind of enough to uh, interact on uh, social media you know and stuff like that Busy fucking guy, to say the I'm least. Sure, um, I'm sure. Yeah, but down to earth people, they are the same person. You know, they were coming up as they are now. They're the same person now as they were coming up because they they paid fucking dues. You know, yeah, the rock, you know, was born into the business. You know, through his grandparents. I mean, he was in diapers but he was in a wrestling ring. You know. People thinking, you know, he was Rocky Mive. No, he was, he was around longer than that. You right. Know? He was doing. And he doing it. back before he was Rocky VM, Right. Yeah, and when his f- family was traveling from town to town, not, not you know, paying, you know, struggling, he struggled with them. He, so he knows the value of a dollar. You know, Steve Austin, you know, was working, driving forklifts, and wrestling, and eating raw potatoes because he couldn't afford a meal. He knows the value of a dollar. Right. And those two folks uh it's amazing that they came up they they had their run together in WWE at the same time and rose up through the ranks and had that rivalry because they they are the yin and yang to each other. They were perfect place, perfect time for two guys to have an epic feud. And might I say, you know, Triple H and Rock had an epic feud too. They kind of came up the ladder together through the Era. But those Rock and Stone Cold feuds were, elect- yep. pardon the pun, electric. You know? you know, it was something you could f- technically feel when you're... I was in those buildings watching, you know, watching through the curtain. You know, I, I was blessed to be in WWE during that time because I could look through the curtain and watch... It was like Murderer's Row. Every match on the show was fantastic, and this is share be able to share a building with The Rock and Austin during that time, during the hottest time. Yeah, I talked to I talked to guys who you know worked WWE during Hogan era. I talked to guys, and they they worked all the way through through the uh, the Austin era. And they said those those you know the the Austin era was a little bit more fun because they made a little bit more money in the Austin era. Yeah, you know, Austin Rock, Triple H, I was like a Murderer's Row. Yeah, yeah. Every day, they 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 car for stars. You know, people who knew to get over. You know, they weren't tarping off the top row. Of the the building, every seat was fucking sold. So, I uh, I know that you said uh,
1: you know about making money with uh, Brock Lesnar saying that it's about yeah. you know getting asses in seats right and making sure you're. That making, was the perfect interview. Making money. Please yeah. go ahead and check it out. Please. Check out that Pat McAfee interview. Go out of your way to see it because it was fucking great. But um, I do have some exciting news from our friends at Manscaped. Yeah! Talk about saving money. They just launched their fourth generation performance package. It's the ultimate package from the lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming have done it again to make your grooming game next level. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the new performance package 4.0 by going to manscaped.com right now for 20% off plus free shipping by using our new promo code, MindMeMe. That's right, a new promo code for a new year. Hopefully, we're almost out of this COVID shit, and what better way to get out of it than making little John East Eastside boys look fantastic. The Performance package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived, and it is worth the wait. Inside, you'll find the Lawn Mower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker ears and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold your goodies, not your balls, fellas, because they're inside the boxer briefs. Meaning, tell me more, man. Tell me more about how Manscaped has helped you keep you from looking like
0: a button in a fur coat. <laughs> the good folks at uh, Manscaped, who are kind enough to support us each and every week, uh, have, you know, helped me look good and smell good. You know, uh, they give me the uh, the, the two in one shampoo conditioner. They gave me the body wash, the ear and nose trimmer. Uh, dude, uh, I'm getting to that age now where I, if I sneeze, my nose looks like a party favor, you know. Just uh, <laughs> it's not pretty, uh, but thanks to you know Manscaped, I can trim those nose hairs. I can trim trim those ear hairs. Uh, you know, uh, I can put on the body wash and smell good. I can. You know, they give you the the, uh, the spray for the feet, the green tea spray, which you know my, all the years of doing meanie salts and cramming my feet. You know, hitting the hitting the canvas, laying down doing those jobs, taking those bumps. My feet have seen and done it all. So, end of the day, I take a nice hot shower, wash down with the, the Manscaped manscape body wash, wash my hair with the shampoo. I spray my feet, go to bed, and I feel complete. Thanks to Manscaped,
1: and as Mini said, the weed weir- the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. I am also getting up there in years right now, and uh, the nose hairs keep getting longer, as do the hair on my nuts. But don't worry, that's what Manscaped is here for. Uh, you want to take your grooming game to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 uh, has a uh, has the lawnmower 4.0. It has a 7,000 RPM motor, a multi function on and off switch that can engage a travel lock. And so to not give you any weird happenstances at the airport uh, and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when you need a more precise shave. And it is also waterproof, so you can shave your nuts in the shower. Uh, You thought that was good? Uh, The performance package also has the weed whacker we mentioned. It also has the crop preserver ball deodorant before you leave the house and the crop reviver ball toner for a mid-game ball check. Trust me when I tell you guys your balls will be thanking you. Uh, Make sure don't go... Don't lose your head like Al Snow did. Use Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com right now and get 20% off plus free shipping by using the promo code mindmeany at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code mindmeany at manscaped.com. Your balls have been through enough the past two years. Treat them with the best tools from the job at Manscaped. And meanie. I got Vanessa's line in there this time about Al Snow's head.
0: She is an award winning read writer. Absolutely. Like, Manscapes, you hire <laughs> Vanessa. <laughs> I love it. Because, like, I, you, you, I, like, you'll be doing a read, I'll look in the room and I'll read her lineup. Like, <clears throat> yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Pop, you know? Popped me, though, on that one. Yeah, as the
1: As the wrestling oh. industry would say, right? Did I say that right? Did I Always. use that phrase right? What's that? That I popped?
0: It popped me. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. All right, good. Yeah. Yep,
1: yep. I didn't want to sound like a. Schnuck. Even
0: though uh, pop really, people use pot the term popped, but it's kind of it, it's so far gone. You, know, you can say, yeah, yeah, it popped me. You know. <laughs> I uh, I just got word that my Twitter
1: account was denied for verification again. So anybody has any tips on that, you can let me know. Uh, let's get back to the mind of the mini here. Yes. What were you going
0: to say, mini? no I don't even know how I got I just woke up one morning and I was verified I was like how the fuck did that happen yeah you know, uh, you know. I don't know now I gotta
1: wait another 30 days to try to figure it out but if
0: anybody has any tips or knows anybody then Twitter let me know uh, I'm Mark, trying to get verified on Instagram I'm tra- that's that's my uh, white whale trying to get verified on Instagram I yeah. will to do that I think there's
1: there's a method to do it I'll have to show you in the settings I can walk you
0: through yeah you, you gotta send your like driver's license and like yeah. a couple articles about yourself which I did and it Still they didn't do it. Interesting. I'll have to give it a shot. I'll have to look at it.
1: Mark and Dryden wants to know, it's been said that Ricky Morton was one of, if not the best sellers of all time. Who else is the best at selling their opponent's offense? Oh, dude. You
0: know, if I tell every young wrestler, if you're going to sell, watch Ricky Morton and then watch Ricky Steamboat. Two Ricks. You know, um, one of the best bumpers in the business is Billy Gunn, though. If you want to learn how to bump, watch, bump and feed. Watch Attitude Era, um, Billy Gunn, because he, I mean, you, you. I forget how big Billy Gunn is. Billy Gunn is a huge man. Yes. But he bumped like a, you know, like a cruiserweight. He could bump, get it right back up, feed, bump, feed, you know best bumper in the business, but you know, selling emotion, selling facials and Ricky Steamboat, Ricky Morton. Right? I mean, I mean, I've seen, Oh, I shouldn't say I've seen, I've heard stories of like women just passing out and from crying at Ricky Morton selling, you know, he would just look at somebody in the front row and go, help me, you know, put the hand out, you know, like oh, oh, help me. And women would be people, 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 Grown adults would just start crying in in the uh, the stands. It's just all about selling. It's just you know, yeah. If you're on TV, find the camera. Yeah, you know, your face is your money maker. You know, and uh, find the camera. Sell to the camera. And if there's you know no camera, sell. You know, lean over the second rope. You know, and just looks at somebody in the crowd and just thinking the worst thing you could probably think of and it'll just show on your face. <laughs> you know, the secret to telling a promo or reacting to a promo is talking without moving your mouth, you know? Yeah. You know, if somebody says something to you, you go, oh, really? <laughs> you know, how, how would you normally say, oh, really? You go, oh, really, right? But you do that without actually saying the words. So you know, like reacting and stuff like that. So you're just not standing there like, stage actor waiting for somebody else to complete their lines before you speak because you don't want to distract. Right. But, you know, that that's the best way to, uh, you know, react, best way to sell. Like if, you know, somebody punches you and you want to say, oh, my God, say, oh, my God, with say, uh, saying, oh, my God, but your face will say it. You know, that's, you know, one of the, the uh, secrets I've always been taught. Andrew Bailey wants to know: Meaning
1: in the, just the short time that you spent in AEW, were you able to get a feel of the locker room or any
0: vibes, either good or bad? I it was a great vibe. It was a uh, it had that ECW feel, but without you know all the shenanigans of uh, extracurriculars. Uh, no, I mean everybody was happy. I, I don't know, maybe because I was a guest, but everybody was welcoming. Everybody was happy. Everybody. Sitting around, you know, chumming it up, you know, uh, and that's not a, a bad thing, you know. I'm not, it's just a very cordial atmosphere. Um, you know, everybody, uh, you know, when I wasn't, you know, I, I, I did my, my deal, I went back, and Samuel Guevara is like, Hey, you want to be on my blog or my vlog? You know, uh, I was on the, uh, the Young Bugs vlog, you know, they, they just. Everybody's doing something, everybody's, you know, being creative, you know, whether it's, you know, in the ring, behind the scenes, doing promos, doing their vlogs and, you know, making themselves uh, more valuable, so to speak. But, you know, uh, they're coming back to Philly too, so hopefully there's a uh, another invite, but uh, we'll see. Um, you know, the the last one was a little bit of a surprise, so... You know, uh, it'd be nice to, you know, do something, you know, either in the ring or maybe a guest commentator or so to speak, you know, for dark or, you know, hell, hell. I, you know, I, made, my, uh, I made my bones on, you know, Shotgun Saturday night. And I can do uh, AEW dark, <laughs> you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let me see where we're at here. Andy Schlichter wants to know, Meany, what are your comments on the run that Matt Cardona has been on? Phenomenal. Yeah.
0: Phenomenal. Um, And that's the thing, you know, Matt has always known how to get over. You know, um, WWE creative had nothing for him. So he started the Long Island, true Long Island stories, you know, know, ice IZ stories or whatever. Uh, And then once he started getting over with that, WWE tried to put their fingerprints on it and got involved and, you know, ruined it to the point where he was like, Yeah, I don't want to do it anymore. But then he got in storylines and he was always doing something to get over to the point where, you know, Steve Austin's, you know, posted a photo wearing the his headband with the uh the Long Island uh, hair, you know, and stuff. You know, he 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 always knew how to get over. And uh talk about a guy who turned a passion into not just wrestling but with the toys with the figures you know he turned that into a uh, a career avenue you know a uh, a revenue stream with uh doing uh, the the toy podcast with Brian Meyer him and Brian mhm Brian's doing fantastic as well you know yeah. yeah they have they they created their own world and there's a lot of people who enjoy being in their world yeah you know uh but uh, everything he's doing with you know he he had a you know a run in AEW he's an impact he's NWA world champion now. Which talk about you know, I've I feel like I'm repeating myself where I'm you know trying to use the same catchphrase. But talk about somebody who looks like they were made made to wear a belt. You know that NWA belt looks great. Yeah, on Matt Cardona. Not only to mention that you know. You can, he can win the belt in Retromania Wrestling because uh, <laughs> the NWA belts in the Retromania Wrestling video game. But uh, yeah, the guy's always got a great mind for being topical. Um, I have a friend who's smart to the business and knows, you know, he's like, man, that, that fucking Matt Cardona. And he's talking about Matt as if Matt's really like that. I was like, dude, he's he's just working the shtick, man. Yeah, yeah he's just working. I I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, ruin Christmas for you and telling you Santa Claus is work, but Matt's just working. You know, and he was like, oh, all right. Yeah. He had he had he had my buddy who's like pretty, you know, uh uh savvy, convinced, you know. And he and he's like Matt'll say, say something on Twitter and it'll just totally pop me. He's like Oh, uh, this guy doesn't even have, you know, how to, you know, this guy doesn't even have an action figure. <laughs> you know, just, or he'll say something and he'll just fucking pop me, you know. <laughs> he said something last night about, like, a, 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 ugly, somebody was trying to troll me. He's like, eh, look at this ugly troll with a tiny wiener. And I'm just like, we, who says wiener? You know, <laughs> Macaroni says wiener, and it's fucking great. Somebody was sat me. He's like, I found out this guy had a, a book on Amazon, so I went and left him a shitty review. <laughs> he's like, don't <laughs> fuck with me, pal. And he posted screenshots of the uh, the one star review he left on the guy. It's like, oh man, fucking
1: brilliant, dude, fucking brilliant. Yeah, dude, that was uh, that was something. Watching him do that, I was like, man, you're just like destroying this guy right now. <laughs> so good i always
0: tell i always tell young guys you get in the business yeah you're in the wrestling business but you are your own business right and matt Cardona has made the template for how to be your own business in the business
1: what else do we have going on right now let me see what's happening in the pod squad i think we have time for just about another question here let wow! Me. Yeah, It flew by. It really did, man. It really did. I love these, man. I love. I love how you are able to just extrapolate too. I really, I really
0: dig that uh, because there's so many. in In my world, everything's relatable. Right. Right. I can see something that happens in another organization or another line of entertainment. And I go, I totally get it. I understand. I get it, and I like to, you know, try to paint that picture you know, for other people, you know, uh, I was talking to somebody in the music industry the other night and I was like, you know, wrestling music and stand-up comedy are pretty much the same fucking business. You're always, you're traveling, you're entertaining and trying not to get screwed over by a promoter.
1: Let's see. We got one more right here. Let me just take a look. I missed it, missed it where it's at. Let's take a look.
0: Where it's at. Where I got are two we? tables and a microphone. <laughs> Where it's
1: at. Uh so we'll, let's do let's end with a non-wrestling question. Uh Andy Schlichter asks, sure. uh, Meanie, what are your thoughts on the Sixter Sixers with Joel Embid and J- uh James Harden?
0: Uh holy shit. Uh again, we're recording this uh, before James Harden has taken the court for the Sixers. Uh, we're going into, we're about to go into all-star weekend, which, uh, James Harden's probably going to start playing after that. But holy shit, uh, I've you know, there's very few things to get me excited. Like the way I got excited, you know, like when the Phillies got Bryce Harper, I got that excited. Yeah. You know, uh, totally. And before that, before that, it might've been when the Eagles got T.O., yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like that, like that, whoo, yeah. holy shit, you know, you know, that you get that feeling in the, in the bottom of your belly. You're just like, oh, that's going to yeah. be, oh my God, that's great. And, you know, there was always talks of, you know, I guess the falling out between the Sixers and Ben Simmons was when there was reports that the uh, Sixers were looking to trade Ben Simmons mm. to Houston for for Harden. So, you know, when the Sixers, uh, you know, got eliminated in the playoffs from Atlanta, there was this one play where, I mean, yeah, the coach kind of screwed it up, you know. Uh, our, the, the Sixers coach, uh, Doc Revers, is unfortunately you know, known for blowing 3 1 leads in playoffs, or you know, the Sixers had a 28 point lead, you know, over the Atlanta Falcons and fucking blew that. Yeah. But it, it was the cherry on top of that whole thing was just how Ben Simmons disappears when the, the bright lights are on, and uh, there's plenty of times, you know, and you know, the fact that he's a he's an NBA player who doesn't know how to shoot a basketball, yeah, to the point the point where other teams intentionally foul him, they make him go to the line because they know he won't score those two points, and they get the ball, and then they go and score. And that's a good way, you know, how, you know, the Sixers you know, lo- were losing games because they knew, oh, we'll just foul Ben and he'll miss his shots and we'll rebound the ball and we'll go score. right? So th- that was ha- – and then there, in the Atlanta series, Ben Simmons grabbed the ball, you know, rebounded the ball. He was underneath the hoop. Nobody was within five feet of him. He, all he had to do was just jump up and dunk the ball. And what did he do? He passed it. Yep. And it didn't help that, like, people were posting footage of his teammates reacting to him him passing the ball. Like, dude, you just had to jump up and and put it in the basket. That's literally all you had to do. Yeah. So Ben shrinking when the spotlight was on him, coddled with, you know, um... You know, there was talks. You know, the you know, uh, Whirly Whirly from uh the GM of the Sixers talking about trying to get Harden from Houston here. Harden goes to the the, the, the Nets, Brooklyn Nets. I, I want to call them New Jersey Nets because they used to be New Jersey, New Jersey Nets, but it goes to the Brooklyn Nets. And Harden still wants to come here, and people are, and Ben refuses to show up to training camp. He right. refuses to play games and he claims mental illness, which is an insult to anybody who's legit suffered from mental illness to use that as an excuse not to to, to, to play. Right. Know? To actually show uh, it, up. Yeah. Yeah. He got traded and he, he looks fine now. He, he he looks like he was cured, you know? Which is crazy. So that's just like, it's like, come on, man. Come it, on. It's great. Disgrace, it's disgraceful. Um, but you know, uh, just the idea of Harden with Embiid, uh, and I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, Maxi and Thialle on the Sixers. They got a good young squad. Now, you know, uh, whatever they do this year, if Harden's here again next year, he's he's got the option for next year. If they can entice another person to come in, you know, uh, to complete the package, you know. I, I they they could go on a run, yeah. You know, while, while Embiid's still healthy, because Embiid's playing out of his fucking mind. You know, he, last couple of years he had health issues, but he should be the MVP for this year, right? No doubt. Absolutely. But if, if, if you know, the, the last time the Sixers won anything, I was I was in third grade in nineteen eighty three. Wow. So they wow. they they had a shot in two thousand one, but or two thousand with. uh 2000 2001 with Iverson, that and I had fucking ruined. oh I remember that. Who, did they,
1: who who were they against in the in
0: the series? That was the was it the Lakers? The Lakers, Ka- wow. Kobe and Shaq. Jesus wow. Christ, you know. Man, Man it, it, it sucks that I lose Kobe because Kobe's a Philly boy, you know. Yeah, but you know, it's a business, so and, you know Kobe's about doing business. You know, he he ain't going to put the hometown team over. You know. No. but um, yeah, man. If they they go on the run, look, I've been fortunate enough to see the Phillies win the World Series in '08. Eagles won the Super Bowl 2017. We came close with the Flyers in 2010, 2011, whatever it was. But if those Sixers win the the championship in Philly, and they have a parade in the summertime when it's warm out, I can, I know the party that we had, you know. In the winter with you know the, the people in the urban. It, it, if something good happens affiliate we're like we're we're going to Broad Street because that's the main strip. <laughs> Broad street in the summer, if the Sixers win the championship, will be insane. I can't even imagine. Uh, yeah. I can't even
1: imagine. I uh I would be I'm very excited to see what happens with James Harden. I'm looking forward to hopefully Another Philadelphia. The fucking win, beard, but man. Yeah. What's that?
0: That fucking beard, man. Oh <laughs> god, dude. It was like an hour or hour and a half after the news came out. There was a bill electronic billboard on 95 saying, you know, the beard is here. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, holy shit. It's so good,
1: man. Yeah. Uh, Meanie, it is always though, it is so good to see you and to spend this time with you as often as possible. I appreciate you doing this. Ask Meanie with us today with the pod squad and our friends but Meanie. love the pod squad Meaning, where can everybody find you on social media pal
0: uh before i forget uh go to madcatbeardcare.com support the fine folks over there at madcatbeardcare.com where you can get the blue spruce uh you know get some beard oil get some beard balm and if you're a cat person you're doing a good deed for some cats uh Josh over there at madcatbeardcare uh uh, takes in cats, takes them to the vet, all on this dime, helps them nurse them back to health, and uh, all the funds go to that. You know, I don't draw a dime from, if you buy Blue Spruce, it doesn't go to Blue meanie. it goes to helping those kitties. So if uh, you want to be like Bubbles from Trailer Park boys and help the kitties, um, go to madcatbeardcare.com. If you want to follow me on social media, across all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, which I do not know how to use yet. Uh, go to at Blue Meanie, B-W-O. If you want to support Blue Meanie, uh, go to, uh, directly go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash blue meanie and get yourself a fine T-shirt. Uh, if you want to support the show, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Also go to CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Use promo code Meanie. Save 10%. Uh, And if you would like to support Mr. Adam Bernard, yes. where can they go? Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Um, You can go to
1: Twitter and Instagram at This is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. Yes, it's a brand. I'm not changing it. I'm keeping it. You can go there and follow me for all the excitement. Hopefully, I will be verified. Hashtag VerifyGoober. Let's get it trending, friends. Uh, also, you can uh, go and check out my uh, other program, Foundation Radio, by going to foundationradio.net and uh, listening to all of my fun conversations there. I know Meanie will be joining me at some point coming up in the next couple of weeks for a fun one. Uh, you can also go to yes. prowrestlingtees.com slash radio and pick up a shirt and support the show. If you want to join us here, I know Meanie probably just said this, but I want to make sure I get it in again, patreon.com slash meaning. You can join us every week as we record these and you can see our beautiful faces as we record. Blue Mini, it is always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for your time today for the Blue Meanie. I'm Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip through the mind blip, 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 of World the Meanie. Peace.
0: This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Krebs. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and The Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by The Swamp Candles. Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. Chikara. The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com mind of the And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mind of the This has been a Butts Carlton media production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton, proprietor. Blip, 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 blue world order.
1: That why is Blue Mini's brain out?
0: The world of MLW Radio never stops.